Well, good morning. It is Monday, April 10th. It is seven minutes after nine, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Well, it's Monday. Should we talk about Donald Trump? Okay. Melania Trump actually broke her silence for the first time since Donald Trump's indictment and arrest. She tweeted out, Happy Easter, with a picture of a pink rose. It's the first time she's posted anything on social media since the Manhattan criminal firestorm engulfing her husband. She was absent when uh, he gave his speech down in Florida. Of course, Trump mentioned Don Jr. He mentioned Eric. He even mentioned Barron. (laughs) But he did not mention his wife. <laughs> just, yeah, just, there's no rhyme or reason for any of it, Casey. Nothing and like this is stand by your man. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know. Did Ron DeSantis do an Easter greeting? If so, I'm going to guess it was, you know, Happy Easter. We celebrate the resurrection of Christ. You know, I love my wife and my children. There's no, I guarantee, whatever Ron DeSantis put out, there was no drama, there was no controversy. But with Trump, it's. Like, how do you not mention your wife? Yeah, well, he didn't. Unless she is plotting to no longer be your wife, which in the case of Trump would be the third time. He did tweet something out. He truthed it out. And it's a happy Easter greeting like only Donald Trump Uh, can do. All right. So we thought long and hard about this. Do we want to lead the show off with a Trump true thing and i think overwhelmingly there was a consensus amongst the group that we absolutely must do this yes. so <laughs> here we go this is it. And I happy easter to all i mean that's pretty good right yes if you just stop there. stop right there and you're good happy easter to all including those that dream endlessly of destroying our country because they're incapable of dreaming about anything else. Those that are so incompetent, they don't realize that having a border and powerful wall is a good thing. And having voter ID, all paper ballots, and same-day voting will will quickly end massive voter fraud to all of those weak and pathetic rhinos, radical left Democrats, socialists, Marxists, and communists who are killing our nation, remember, we will be back. Mm -hmm. You know who I didn't hear mentioned in that Easter greeting, Casey? Who? Jesus. (laughs) Good point. It was a bit snarky, wasn't it? You know, it's kind of Jesus's day. Yeah. I know the big corporations with the bunny and the eggs and the egg hunts and the egg rolls, they don't want you to remember that. But as a self-professed Christian mm-hmm. whose favorite verse is 2 Corinthians, <laughs> you'd think a man of such intellectual biblical scholarhood mm-hmm. would remember Jesus. Nope. He does have a good point, and it tells you the direction of his thinking. Having a border wall, having voter ID, all paper ballots, same-day voting. He says those things will end massive voter fraud. Okay, fine. But it was Easter. (laughs) Just one day. It could have been maybe two two truths, a happy Easter to all, and then later he could have done the political side of things. Look. You need to just take a rest. Take a beat for the day. I mean, we're going to get into this later in the show. I had to have this same lecture with the moron from Seymour who yesterday was trying to defend giving him and his colleagues $1.5 million in raises and defending telling you to kick rocks on property taxes. And I finally just said, bro, 
go celebrate Jesus and we can get back to you lining your pockets and doing nothing for the taxpayer tomorrow. The dude wrote a Dickens novel, Casey. I can't wait and, to and hear it. It, it, it. So whether it's Trump or the moron from Seymour, whatever. Like you people, it's about Jesus. Can we have one day? Mm-hmm. Where we just say thanks for arising from the dead and conquering death and saving us for our sins. I mean, just this is Trump. This is why he can't be the nominee. Well, maybe he was all worked up still from being at that UFC fight. It doesn't matter. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Well, it was about him. He was in attendance of this UFC fight. And what's the guy's name? Jorge... Something or another. He he's he's the yes. champion, right? Well, yeah. So are we going to let's go. You want to go ahead and get to that? Yeah. All right. So Kev, I want to make sure that before we delve into this, you have bleeped this. Uh, you've bleeped this little. Uh, okay, Kevin, giving us a thumbs up. Mm-hmm, he did his so job. Thank you, So this guy's name is Jorge Masvidal. Okay. One of the all-time great fighters in. UFC history. I believe this was going to be his final mm-hmm. bout. He's like George Costanza, leaving on a a high note. Sure. And. Um, he uh, he won, and then the dealio with the UFC, a la WWF, E, whatever it is now, but it's not scripted, is you give a little, some sort of highly over-the-top, news attention-grabbing, usually it's an insult of your opponent of some sort, you know, oh, he never had no chance, and that guy should go home to his mama, and blah, blah, blah. This not, guy, not this guy. This guy wanted to delve into the political sphere and Trump was in attendance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Front row. So was Ron. I think I don't think Ron DeSantis was there, but he gets a mention. This guy was in all the politics. I'm a huge fan, and I've appreciated everything you've done. Also, I want to say, greatest president in the history of the world, sitting right there. I love that guy. We also got the greatest governor of all time here in Florida. Let's keep Florida free, or red state, and let's take that. You know who? Let's go Brandon out of power and replace him. If I could get it just one time. Let's go Brandon. Let's go Brandon. I'm out, y'all. 305 for life. So that's his retirement speech. (laughs) You know, normally it's like you thank the fans. Mm -hmm. You know, if it were football, you would say, oh, it has been such a amazing career to play in front of you people and you've been such a great uh, audience over the years and I could have never done it without you and blah 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 no in the fighting it's uh it's name calling the president of the United States well he was in the audience I wonder if he would have done that had Trump not been there in the front row yeah but, oh no, but pro- probably not. But that's what these UFC guys do. It's a ten. And what are we doing? We're talking about segment. it. He he wanted some attention, and he got it. It's definitely trending audio all over all weekend long. So on Thursday, Donald Trump's team released a campaign ad, and it featured some behind the scenes footage of his arraignment in New York. And of course, the ad takes aim at Bragg, Democrats, the establishment, everything. And it, it's kind of long. Somewhat moving. Were you moved? Is that what you got out of this? Moderately moved. <laughs> I could just see Casey watching this, a tear streaming down her face. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to play it? Yeah, okay. I do. All right. It's very Let, dramatic. Let's, uh, here is Donald Trump's new ad. Bragg's idiotic, small-minded prosecution. This will likely all backfire. In fact, it already is backfiring. Americans are very smart people, and they see what's going on. This is a persecution disguised as a prosecution. I would dismiss it on its face 
because it fails to state a crime. The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. And now these radical left lunatics want to interfere with our elections by using law enforcement. We can't let that happen. With all of this being said, and with a very dark cloud over our beloved country, I have no doubt, nevertheless, that we will make America great again. There you go. Okay, so data showing that Trump's done pretty well to capitalize on this whole situation. According to polling that was conducted by Fox News and also the Boston Herald, twice as many Republicans said they would vote for him over DeSantis. Many have pointed out that far from making him look bad, the arrest has only strengthened his support. How among long his does base. that last, though, Casey? Well, that's the question. There and the headlines are now already starting to turn to the Carroll case. What's her name? Jean Carroll, right? Who's alleged rape? Yeah. So I, I think this one will be put to bed soon and then we're already moving on to the next one there's just so many irons in the fire and Mm -hmm. part of you really does feel bad for the guy but then on the other hand you look at it and go okay you know there's what's i'll say you can't cry over spilled milk right i mean trump just comes with so much baggage Mm -hmm. and while again i think he's totally getting a raw deal whether it's in new york or in georgia or whatever it just never stops. It will never end with this guy. The fatigue will set yeah, in before absolutely. the primaries begin. All right, hey, you had a great day. Yeah, you're, at least your family did yesterday. You won a gajillion dollars on the golf tournament. <laughs> a gajillion. If it were a gajillion, do you think I'd be here right now? I don't know. We've had that conversation before. If you were infinitely rich, if you won the lottery... You had said you would not show back up to work. No, I'd probably <laughs> I'd hang up the headphones. Or I view it the exact opposite. You think I'm bad now? Wait till I have nothing to lose. I need this job right now. <laughs> but if I had nothing to lose, look out, sister. Uh, so it wasn't a gajillion di- dollars, but it was it was a couple dollars that were won from the masters. And uh, we'll review that coming up. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Two minutes after nine, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC taking a look at what's trending this morning. The director of marketing for Bud Light explains the brand's latest campaign. Oh, I'm a businesswoman. I had a really clear job to do when I took over Bud Light. And it was this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like, we mm-hmm. need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. Stop, 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 I know there's maybe more, but I just- There I, is we, more. Okay, stop, we just pause it, whatever we gotta do. <laughs> we gotta stop. So her theory was, mm-hmm. I, have, I have been hired to help promote this iconic brand. Yep. And it is the equivalent of Coca-Cola to soft drinks. And my thing to attract younger people was to put a man dressed as a woman 
and that was going to really attract young people to our product. Yes. Did I understand that correctly? Yeah, she went on to say that the old humor was outdated and it was much more like frat boy. So they needed That's who drinks Bud Light, Casey. They needed to lighten it up and make it brighter and I, fun. I was so tired of appealing to our audience mm-hmm. that I decided I was going to spend a whole bunch of money on completely alienating my audience and Apparently it worked yeah. because they are in big trouble. Well, it's being reported that the entire Anheuser-Busch marketing department was fired. I believe that she is still employed there. But How? This, this was reported by Lionhearted, and they also said that Bud Light sales dropped 80%, and that was fact-checked. And the sources say, yeah, that's true. Great. That's wonderful. How does that woman still have a job? Yeah, well... And, and she's not sorry at all. Oh, I mean, no. I mean, I guess there's more audio there. Yes. Uh, do you, you want to keep going? Absolutely. Can we keep going, Kevin? Oh, I'm a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. I had a really clear job to do. Incredibly iconic brand. And my what I brought to that was a belief in, okay, what, is, what, do, what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men. Mm-hmm. And representation is at sort of the heart of evolution. You've got to see people stop, who stop, reflect stop, stop, you. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> So her way to appeal to women, but mm-hmm. that's fine. You know, we're in an industry where uh, they talk to us all the time about different ideas that we can do, things we can do to appeal to women. They, In her world, a man, it wasn't let's find some great female spokesperson, let's find, you know, some great female athlete or actress or, uh, you know, dignitary or whatever to be our spokesperson. Yeah. We're going to find a man. Yes. Who poorly dresses as a woman. Yes. And that's how we're going to appeal to women. Yes, that's exclusivity. That's representation. That's lighter and brighter. That's anti-frat boy. (laughs) And this person still has a job? I believe so. Yeah. But the rest of the department was fired. (laughs) Did you see any? Were you with family? Did you were at any gatherings? Because the Bud Light conversation was a big conversation. Well, you may guess, Casey, the family that I am in in and around, they have similar viewpoints. It would Mm -hmm. be very difficult for me to attend family gatherings or any gathering. Although I guess I'm going to one tonight where people don't have similar viewpoints. Right. uh, But I think it's not even a political thing. I think this is just a rational common sense thing that you're you're an alcohol provider in which you're, let's face it, your target demo is men – I don't know what the exact age target of Bud Light is or Budweiser is, but it's a predominantly male-targeted industry. And even if it's not a male-targeted industry, it's people with income industry. And you're going to stick a dude dressed as a chick mm-hmm. who is seriously presenting himself. It's not the Bud Who's Light Who's mocking women. Exactly. Her point is she wants to attract women to drink the brand, so they're going to hire someone who is mocking women. I just I, and she's saying this with a straight face, like she believes this. Absolutely, she is completely bought into that. Yeah, wholeheartedly, she believes it. So the big conversation that I heard was, well, okay, can you drink Budweiser Select or is it only Bud Light? No, you got to be out on all of it. Is it all Anheuser Busch products? Is it all of their beers across the full spectrum? Yeah, you got to be out on all of it. 
You got you got all of it. And what do you drink now? Long Island's. Because even Coors is saying that they're proud. That's right. You got to go with Long Island. It's only mixed drinks now, Casey. So so we're dropping all beer. Oh, hey, that I said bye-bye to that a long time ago. Uh, because uh, it's one a of problem the, for you people. One of the people that I was talking to said they were out at a restaurant and they were a typical Bud Light drinker, but because they didn't want to cause any fights or get in a ruckus, they ordered a bush. <laughs> Well, good for they them. They didn't want the bush. Good for them. But doesn't matter. They also didn't want to get in a fight with anybody. The, the conservatives, common in this case, common sense people, not even conservatives. But you got to make you got to make these companies pay the same way they make conservatives pay, right? They're sticking a middle finger. Bud Light is sticking a middle finger. If you're a woman, if you're a common sense person, they are sticking a giant middle finger right in your face, and you got to stick it right back at them. Awesome. I hope this company goes under. I hope they got to sell. I hope they, I mean, this, how is somebody in management? It's, it's one thing to say, hey, she was the digital director or a whatever, marketing director or whatever she was, and everybody under her got fired. How There has to be someone above her. If you're going to pay this person all this money and bring them in, surely she just doesn't have Car Blanche should just do whatever she wants, and Bud Light just goes, or Anheuser-Busch just goes, sure. Mm-hmm. No reason to check that with us. A wunderkin. Yes, I think she did have carte blanche. No way. Yeah. But one thing I would like to point out is the Bud Light cans with Dylan Mulvaney's face on them uh-huh. only went to him. They were not distributed nationally. Doesn't matter. He's the spokesperson. Yeah. I mean, still, still making a mockery. Of women, I mean, it's now be- it's now being called woman face. You know what is not a mockery? The news. The WIBC news department, and I think Donnie Burgess has that coming up next. It's ninety three WIBC. Nine thirty four with Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. So there was rain, trees were falling, play was extended, <laughs> and in the end. John Rom, John Rom. He used a strong final round to win the 87 Masters at Augusta. Let's take a listen. Some part, wouldn't it? Didn't even reach the fairway with his tee shot. Knock it in for a round of 69 and a four-shot win. From sunrise to sunset. This is incredible radio, Casey. <laughs> Here it comes. Rom wins the Masters Marathon. There you go. Now, I made a huge mistake. I was telling you this during the break. You know you, you know this, Casey. I am, and we've talked about this with Hammer. My one talent in sports betting is golf because I there was a time in my life where that's what I did. I sat around and watched golf, including while I was working here on this show. Mm-hmm. And uh, they told me that was not going to work anymore because going, uh-huh, yeah, the whole show to your co-host really just wasn't playing well. But I told you, I said, if I was going to bet for real, Rom would have been the guy. He's the best player in the world. That course sets up perfectly for him. And I got talked into by a co-worker who, at my other job who said, oh, man, this guy Adrian Moronk, nobody knows who he is. He's 350 to 1. I think he's going to play pretty well. And I talked myself into a circle and said that would be a great bit for the show if yeah. I bet on this guy and then just go all in on this guy mm-hmm. and don't put any real money. So I cost myself real money. Uh, 25 cents. No, I wouldn't have bet 25 cents on a guy that was eight and a half to one, Casey. I would have bet real money because I thought he was going to win. Bet 25 cents on the guy who was 350 to one. And so no more screwing around on the betting the rest of this year. From now on, you're going to bet for real. Bet for real. All right. Well, the house won $625 on the John Rom bet. You know, it's customary to split that with your co-host. <laughs> Is it now? 
you know that's the rule? <laughs> I think overall uh, he picked up $800 because he had another side, couple side bets oh, besides wow. John Rahm. Good so. for him. Well, that was a snoozer tournament, though. I got to say, I starting Sunday, I thought we were going to have a real uh, entertaining day. Mm-hmm. And by like 10, it was like... Did you like it though? The the play started early in the morning and no. it went all day long no, because they were no, catching up from those no, rain delays. No, no, I get four weeks out of the year, and the fact that one of those weeks was ruined by bad weather—that's just—it's not really fair to me, and uh, I deserved better. What about Brooks Kepka? Wouldn't it have been interesting had he won because he was close up until the last final holes there. I mean, you have an LIV LIV guy possibly win. LIV, so here is the thing about the LIV. So for those who don't know, they're now similar to the IndyCar split in the late 90s. There are now two golf tours. There's the PGA Tour, and then it's called the LIV Tour, which is funded by Saudi Arabia. And some of the more high-profile players have left PGA Tour for big guaranteed contracts to go to LIV. The LIV guys got three of the top four spots. You had Mickelson, mm-hmm. Kepka, yep, and you had uh, Patrick Reed, yep. And so, yes, Rom won. The PGA player won, but LIV got three of the top four spots. And so, the kind of the knock on LIV as well. They paid these big name guys, but they're kind of over the hill. They're not serious contenders anymore. I think Kepka ran out of gas because. He's not used to playing 72 holes anymore. Okay, so do you know how much John Rahm won his purse for winning? More than I made being here, Casey. $3,240,000. Tiger Woods made $44,280. He made the cut. And then he quit. Then withdrew. Then he quit. He was in too much pain. I'm getting tired of the Tiger quitting in the middle of the tournament thing. That's twice now out of like the last three that he's played that's happened. Do you think his point was just to see if he could make the cut? Yes, he kept and then the streak he did. intact. Yeah. He, is, he has now tied the record for the most consecutive Masters mm-hmm. made. All right, uh, let's move on to uh, Bill I'm Barr. Sure been just riveted by that Masters talk there, but hey, it's our show. We can do what we want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Bill Barr said the Democrats' goal is to use the judicial system to get involved with the Republican primary and to ensure that Donald Trump wins because they think they can beat him. So Bill Barr, he's a former attorney general, right? And uh, he's saying the strategy is to get Trump's base riled up so that they put him as the candidate because the Democrats think he's weak and they can beat him. Aren't you kind of torn on this? Because there's part of me that says that's actually a really brilliant strategy, and I think there's merit to it if indeed it was the strategy. However, I think he's giving too much credit to these lunatics who are just like, dude, we just want to destroy Trump. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's some... Coordinated effort. Coordinated effort to say, wow, if we try to take Trump out, then the right is all going to come out and vote for him, and Trump will be the most beatable candidate in the fall of 2024. I think he's right on that, and I think that will be the end result. But I think these people are just lunatics. Well, here let's uh, let's listen to see what he said about Trump being the weakest of the candidates. Yeah, I mean, you know, the left is always talking about the ills of politicizing the criminal justice system, and I couldn't agree more that that's a, a serious risk, and I've spoken out against it for decades. Uh, and this is unfortunate. This uh, is, is a clear example of that kind of abuse. Uh, and I think it also uh, may accomplish its purpose, which is to uh, get into the middle of the Republican primary 
process and turn it into a circus. And I think ultimately the savvy Democratic uh, strategists know this is going to help Trump and they want him to be the nominee because uh, he is the weakest of the Republican candidates, the most likely to lose again to Biden. I think he's spot on with the analysis that Trump is a highly flawed candidate. Mm -hmm. He is more likely to have a much harder time, especially in the swing states with swing state voters than a DeSantis or whoever, Tim Scott or whoever the other possibilities are. And it's a great strategy if indeed that were some sort of this this ever happened to you, Casey, where you do something and it's totally accidental. And then after it happens, people go, that was brilliant. I meant to do that. You are so smart. Happy accident. And then you just go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. That's right. You think that's what's happening here? I just. If not, he just pretty much admitted it's the weaponization of the DOJ. Well, of course it is. But here's another example of Trump putting an establishment guy in a position of immense importance. Bill Barr was the attorney general under the old under old man Bush, and Trump put him back right in the game in a very important position. And it's another reminder of Trump. You know, saying, oh, I'm going to drain the swamp. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. I didn't know. I didn't know. Well, Bill Barr was not some immediate appointee to that position. He had the 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 senator, was it from Alabama, was his uh, original uh, pick. And then he didn't like him because he didn't do something that Trump wanted. And then it was just three years of chaos. And then he finally picked Bill Barr. And it's like, dude, you were three, three and two and a half years, whatever it was, into your presidency, and you're still picking these people. Mm -hmm. So how do you say I'm going to drain the swamp when these are the sort of people you are picking? You're not draining the swamp. And it's interesting that you mentioned DeSantis and Scott, two people who have not actually officially announced they're running for president. Of course, you got Nikki Haley in there. And where's she been? She's been relatively quiet for someone who is running for president. You haven't heard a lot from her. Have you ever thought, let's say you were going to run for president of the United States? Have you ever thought about what an overwhelming task that is? Like, where would you even start? Mm. Okay, you're running for president. Yeah, now what? Great. Yeah, well, I think you have to have your platform outlined and then start making a lot of but what, money. But I mean, the, oh, the, oh, just the overwhelming idea of what do I even do? Like, like if you, it's, Go to Iowa! Well, it's election season, <laughs> so let's say you were going to run for your local city council. Mm-hmm. You would say, hey, or school board or you know, county commissioner or whatever. You would have a reasonable idea of this is the area I'm going to serve. These are the homes I have to hit. I have to figure out a way to get my message to 5,000 people or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're running for president. Mm-hmm. What? Well, I feel like I'm a pretty seasoned person in terms of winning local elections, winning elections of some magnitude. I would have no idea where to even begin. And I guess you're right. You would just say, Iowa is my new home. This is what I stand for. Maybe I'll have a a weekend cottage in New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Vivek Ramaswamy, who... That's your boyfriend. Officially is running. He's doing everything online, on social media right now. And I imagine it's because... Besides from his own bankroll, he's not making a whole lot of money from contributors, not Trump or DeSantis size. And then you've got Asa Hutchinson. Like, you know, (laughs) what's that guy going to do? There are certain people who run for president and you say, why the hell are you doing this? This is the question I would ask right now about if we bring it to a local level, the Doden guy running for governor. Mm. What? 
if you were a kind of a no-name person, so Braun and Suzanne Crouch are the front runners, the senator, U.S. senator, lieutenant governor. Okay, big name people, everybody knows who you are. You're some of them like you, some of them hate you, but your your name ID is baked in. Mm-hmm. This Doden guy mm-hmm. who's out of Fort Wayne, who has a bunch of really rich friends who have donated to his campaign. He's got a lot of money. But his only political thing was I was the economic development director under Mike Pence, not definitely a household thing. Well, he came out with something more interesting, wasn't he? He wanted to give the teachers make everything free for teachers, right? And that was that was that was news grabbing. That was what it was at four months ago, and then we blasted it. You haven't heard boo about it exactly. Well, you met with him to give him some pointers. I'm not going to reveal what we talked about, but I'm going to tell you he has not done any of the things I told him. Yeah, and there's nothing to talk about. Why would you? It's like running for Aza. It's almost equivalent of Aza Hutchinson running Mm -hmm. for governor. Why or running for president? Why? Mm-hmm. If you're not if you're an unknown person you're going to run and you're not going to do something super bold or interesting. Like um the guy, I always forget his name. He ran uh, in 2012. He was the Godfather's Pizza. See Herman Kane. Herman Kane was a no-name guy but he had this super interesting idea which was the 999 tax plan. And it was very easy to remember and people were on board with it and he was kind of a character and it was like, "Wow, I have this super crazy kind of wacky idea that makes sense to overhaul the tax code and he perished he uh quickly uplifted he was number one in the polls for all now he came down he had a, a alleged sex scandal all sorts of things derailed him but he was like i'm running and i'm running on this and i'm gonna hitch my wagon to this super interesting idea one message clear exactly. concise consistent but why are some of these other people running there's yeah. nothing you're going to do without any sort of super bold idea that's going to propel you even to Within striking distance. I, right. I, I don't understand that. Well, other than- I mean, when you've got Trump, he takes out all the oxygen in any room that he enters. Right. And he's doing it with this as well until I think Ron DeSantis officially announces. Then then it's game time. Yes. Right now, this is all pregame stuff. Can do you, I, want, do can you want to I, talk about Riley Gaines? Yes, absolutely. And then when we come back, we have the greatest comment in the history of ever from our friends in the YouTube chat. And I'm going to just read it on the air because it's uh, just, you can watch us on YouTube, by the way, if you'd Mm -hmm. like to. You don't have to just listen to us. You can watch. Uh, We would appreciate that. Just put Kendall and Casey into your YouTube browser. This is is some Rhodes Scholar, uh, Ivy League, Menza level type of commentary in the YouTube chat. And I'm going to read it and try to figure out what it even means. All right. It's on the way with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Casey on 93 WIBC. So NCAA champion swimmer Riley Gaines has blasted San Francisco State University, their faculty members, for allowing an email sent to students that said they held a peaceful protest. And this was after her speech on Thursday turned violent. So she was out there giving a speech on save women's sports. And after the speech, she was chased down a hallway and pretty much barricaded in a room. And I don't know if you've heard or seen any of the video from that but they were yelling at her one woman was throwing a lot of f-bombs at her they were trans rights or human rights and are you crying riley you can't cry i mean they were being somewhat vicious i think that's how it's going to be tonight for me at the hamilton county uh, lincoln day dinner i've been invited to yeah be chasing me down hallways are you crying rob are you crying (laughs) uh she said that she was verbally and physically assaulted by the pro-transgender protesters which led her to be buried and now she is threatening a lawsuit. Yeah, so she went on Fox News uh, the other day to talk about that, and good on her. 
Well, first of all, nothing has happened to the people who assaulted me. The campus police did nothing. The student or the dean of students was there and did nothing. There will be no repercussions unless I have something to do with it. Um, I will be pursuing legal action. These people need to face repercussions. Um, and I was barricaded because after my speech, um, an ambush of people entered into the classroom, turned off the lights, they attacked me. Um, I got escorted out of the room and immediately pushed into that room that we saw on the video. And I was trapped in there for three hours. Yeah, it's just... Un, it's unbelievable what happened to you and even more unbelievable the aftermath and how these people are so uh she said that she was assaulted it was not peaceful she was held for ransom pretty much they told her that if she wanted to go home safely that she had to pay and apparently she missed her flight because she was barricaded in the classroom well good on, look good on this woman for because that's what she is she's a woman good on this woman for being willing to speak out for being willing to stand up for what's right, which is men should not be participating in women's sports. Men can participate in men's sports. And good on her for saying if that we are normalizing insanity by saying that this is okay, by propping this up, by the idea that we are celebrating a woman in the case of the sport she plays, a, a man as a national champion woman's swimmer. That is completely ridiculous. And this woman is doing the thing that needs to be done, which is she is staring insanity and evil in the face. And she is saying, I'm not going to go along with it. And if you want to threaten me, fine. I'm still going to show up. I'm not going to back down. Uh, and that's what people on the right have to start doing. Not even the people on the right, people with common sense who care about things that have sustained us throughout all of human civilization. I mean, it's just insane what is going on out there right now. And the bad guys are winning. Mm -hmm. And we're done suspending reality. We need to tell the NCAA to stop discriminating against female athletes. I mean, this is the height of misogyny. Think about this. Riley Gaines, a biological woman, has been canceled, assaulted, threatened, kept hostage. Whereas her competitor, who was a biological male, was nominated for NCAA Woman of the Year, celebrated by ESPN during Women's History Month. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and again, keep in mind, all Riley Gaines is saying is that we should not celebrate men pretending to be women. They aren't women. This man still has all the parts that make him a man. Can you imagine telling your teenage daughter or early 20s daughter, you are going to be subjected to a man taking off all of his clothes and parading around a woman's locker room? Mm -hmm. If that man were not pretending to be a woman, because that's what he's doing is pretending to be a woman, people would be outraged. Yeah. People would be up in arms, mm-hmm. as they should be. But if you lie and say, well, I'm a woman now, yeah. well, then I guess it's all okay, and that is just completely ridiculous. Yeah, Riley Gaines says that this, this doesn't deter her, and it's not going to silence her, and she's just going to continue to speak out. 9.55, it's Kendall and Casey, it's 93 WIBC. You want to read that clip real well, quick? Well, no, no, no. We'll get to that. The crazy comment in the YouTube chat. And we've got a... Uh, We've got a lot of great audio when we come back. That's a tease. How about that? A plus.